I'm Adam Ditchburn and I am a freelance creative practitioner, facilitator. I do some mediation projects. I am a writer. I have a book called As the Crow Flies and Other Poems, which is available in lots of good bookshops and even some bad ones yeah I'm, I'm mostly jealous just listening to you because it's such a free-flowing kind of description of you know the work work that you do um so i'm nicole Dyfer and um yeah immediately i want to go into um kind of the identity aspect because um yeah so i'm from germany originally but i don't identify as german and i, I come originally from the heritage and museum sector so that's where we know each other from as well mm-hmm. don't we? And um, I really like the work, but uh, upon moving back to Germany, which was about five, six years ago now, previously I lived in the United States and the United Kingdom. And uh, <clears throat> I just kind of realized that the way that people thought about museums and heritage over here in Germany was was so vastly different that I did a change of in my work. So I am now the director of an adult education center. A bit like you, I get to work with a lot of different people. So we've just worked on a project um, together um, in a collaboration with a local museum and um, and you really do meet a lot of different people and um, get to experiment with new formats as well for learning and um, cultural work as well and um, and I really enjoy that but um, yeah thinking about you know I'm the director of an adult education center oh that's that's not really anything that I would say is my identity though yeah it's interesting isn't it how identity can connect to the work you do and and not the work I do tends to be really really people focused it it involves communities um it's all about participation and getting as diverse a group of people involved in projects as possible in my personal life I have few really close friends I have lots of acquaintances and then I have a few people that I really like make that effort to kind of see and it's it's much more private it's much more um I don't want to say I'm an anti- antisocial person or or you know I don't like people but I mean I do prefer animals um that's 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 in my personal life I think the interesting thing with identity for me is is that that word is a really is a very loaded word especially in today's kind of climate on social media in politics when you talked to me about the podcast kind of coming from that it it did just spark something with me about looking at that in, in a different way through people and and their identities and how they connect with other people's identities and 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 how individuals are individuals but are also parts of community um that i find that really fascinating one well, it's that element of just there are so many aspects within that concept of identity when you think about it which becomes less about and i think this is why i responded to it when i think of myself as you know in terms of my professional role director of an adult education you know institution is that my identity or is it the fact that you know what i really enjoy is connecting with different people connecting with different yeah. people and exploring new things and trialing out new things to also um, kind of, you know, make lives better. That's part of our mission statement. And I do feel really passionate about that, you know. So I think when I think of identity, when it comes to my professional work, it's those elements. And and then also it's those elements that are kind of... um, that are consistent, that are constant, you know, that's that's what I enjoyed when we worked together um, mm-hmm. in, in the museum. So it was that element of really thinking about, you know, empowering other people to, you know, bring in their views, bring their views into the museum and kind of shape yeah. what we 
going to happen and and I'm really interested in yeah just who they are and what yeah. their perspective on things means I mean this might take us down a whole other path so I apologize for that but just what you were saying then about um as a director of um an adult education institution is that your identity or or you know it's, it's something else but it's about I suppose it's about your identity and also how you're identified by other people, isn't it? So I guess there will be people who identify you as the director of of that organization and they expect certain things and and not just kind of your your um you know the people who employ you, but kind of the public pe- people expect a certain thing and and when we're at work we we do present what we have to present and i think this is why it's so important kind of this other aspect of identity mm. I actually i do at the end of the day prefer talking about you know identity connectivities and yes. feeling connected um because yeah. identity is also you know the exactly kind of the switch in perspective how other people yeah. look at you and then you have to be a certain thing as well i don't think there's anything more interesting to me as a nosy person then identity in someone's own words you know someone talking about their own identity what what created that or or what you know did did they create it did it come from somewhere else um how how are, are there things that they don't feel in their identity they're able to kind of fully embrace for whatever reason i find that interesting and sometimes that can be due to where you live or or your family or your your friendship circle or your job and the people that I tend to move more towards in my friendships are people who seem to have a good understanding of them themselves, their identity, their place in the world, their connectivity with other people. And I think sometimes I I, I can present that to other people, you know, but I I still struggle with being able to find the right home for my identity or my personality or um and and I'm sure that all those confident people I'm kind of labeling as success stories probably have the same feelings and yeah definitely definitely you were just talking about identity how do you see that is it is it kind of one identity that is informed by kind of different factors or is it different identities that kind of shift and change as well I think it's strange I don't think I completely know it you know I don't think I I completely have reached what I would say I don't know if life is about sort of finding this point and saying this is who I am so mm-hmm. I guess it's about who I identify as at this moment in time um and I guess when I'm taking the kids to school I'm I'm doing something that's part of my role as a dad rather than my identity as a dad mm-hmm. you know I think an identity as a dad is something other people have put on me and then and then I suppose Whereas as as a a musician, for example, or a writer, I really do see that as part of my identity. So when I grow, when I develop, when I learn new things, I do feel like that kind of changes me a little bit, you know, and changes my viewpoints. And I think that comes from 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 reading, from listening to other artists. Um, but talking about identity more more generally, I think it does change depending on what what situation I'm in. And it's not like I'm consciously changing to suit kind of my audience or anything, but it's, it's about how comfortable you feel, how comfortable other people feel. Like there's people that I wouldn't unleash my full self on because I don't think they could handle it, you know? And, and likewise, there are times where I just feel like I can completely let it go. Let, 
everything out um you know I, I with my with my sister with my best friends like I I feel I don't have to do anything I can just be and I think that's the best the best moment you know um I think when there's a moment where you don't have any responsibility if you if you're just you you've got no kind of work family anything that you need to be responsible for at that moment and you're in an environment with people and a place where you feel kind of comfortable mm -hmm. I think that's where you really can find your your identity um, is that also a moment where you don't have to perform in a role I think so yeah I, th I think it is and and, uh, and I'm trying to think of an example of, of when I've had that and I think most recently when I you know when, when I was in Germany recently for for our project and and I took time to go traveling and I, I walked did some walking in in the Black Forest and I was just on my own in the woods and in, in an environment that I feel really alive in um just there with with the sounds of nature with my own thoughts no reason to be anywhere at a certain time um and I did just feel like very much actually I mean this is quite weird for me to say but I could never write again I could never sing again and I, I, I kind of feel very happy just walking through the woods you know that, that's kind of nice and I'm like is that my identity you know but then when I, I come and I sit and I make a new song Or, or I write a new poem, I'm like, oh, yeah, this this is, I couldn't live without this. Yeah, and I don't want to go on about my kids, you know, too much and and um, being being a parent, but that is such a big part of my life. And I, I don't, I kind of dismiss that as being an identity thing and more of a role. But I, I, the more I think about it, it really has become part of what what makes my identity, I guess. Um, but I'm still exploring and, and I, How about you? What well, I'm intrigued at the moment because I haven't actually given too much thought about kind of this role versus identity aspect. Mm. I mean, you know, kind of in the um, academic literature that that is there very often. And like, I'm really interested at the moment in the whole, you know, gender aspect, yeah. gender identities. And, and I'm really intrigued because that's also, you know, often discussed, you know, how much of it, oh, and you will love this. I'm reading a lot of academic writing at the moment about K-pop. And I read this really intriguing article yesterday about masculinities in, um, in K-pop. And, and, mm -hmm. It is just so interesting because it is all about kind of creating these spaces and um, kind of allowing these new things to emerge. And I, and I really like that. And and yeah. and she was making the 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 author was making a point as well of moving beyond the traditional. And now I come back to roles, you know, and yeah. this is purely a role. And and I like that. And and I guess you could say, and then you bring that back to the identities of the people that are kind of consuming the K-pop artists, if I can put it that way, which is actually the way that the author um, puts it. And and they're able to explore new things that are that go beyond their roles within you know human society. And it's really just about how they feel, what they feel you know, that they can respond to and connect with and how that they are able to express themselves by, you know, the, the, they started to do videos and, you know, mm -hmm. compilations and things. And all of that is, is an expression completely independent of what you could argue, you know, is kind of this very tightly controlled K-pop uh, product. And, and, yeah. and I'm really intrigued by that. But yeah, role versus identity. I mean, I am actually thinking because, you know, what we said earlier, so coming back to kind of what is my profession, so being the director of this adult um, education um, institution, um, I very much feel that that is mostly also a role. And I think it's in these, within these, when we're talking about roles, that the expectations of other people are projected onto us. And then maybe it feels like that is, you know, what I have to perform and what, you know, mm -hmm. could be understood as an identity kind of from uh, without, uh, if that makes sense, of this this mm -hmm. external view. 
but what's happening internally kind of what you are intrigued about I think that to me is what I now identify as elements of myself and I do very much feel like you know it's multiple identities and maybe because I'm a Gemini as well so I quite <laughs> like the idea of not having to kind of you know <laughs> stick yeah. to something I do like to shift and change you know and yeah um, and explore different things, but but it is kind of I mean even this you know talking about exploration and having new experiences and um, kind of trying to understand other people's different perspectives as well. I find that really really interesting, mm -hmm. and um, you know trying to create um, new um, you know open hybrid flexible um, cultural spaces within which something new can you know something collaborative mm -hmm. can. Uh, can evolve like I, I'm, I really like that and so you know if I were to have to boil it down to one thing I think that's what drives a lot of what I experience is kind of you know the connections that I make with different you know people and things um, and maybe also like the one thing because that struck me I was kind of surprised myself I had to say the thing about being German but because I lived in different countries I'm, I'm you know, I was born in Germany and I was raised here, but in my early 20s, I went to study in the United States. And then after seven or eight years, I then, you know, moved to the UK where I lived then for 11 years. Um, and that's really changed me. Like, I really remember when I first went to, you know, from Tübingen, which is like, you know, such a tiny place. To San Francisco, yeah. I mean, that yeah. just completely changed me as a person. Not just actually, no, that's not true. That's not the right description. It didn't change me as a person. I really felt that move and being in San Francisco allowed me to become myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that mm -hmm. definitely because that's not quite as far as San Francisco. But when I, I mean, I, I was born in Hull in the north of England. Um, I never, ever felt I was able to be myself. And, and I moved to London when I was in my, my kind of late teens, like 19. Um, and when, what, I, I honestly do think that I don't know if I'd still be here existing if I hadn't have moved to London. I think it, it helps me. And we've moved back up north. We're, back, we're just outside Hull again. We're in, in East Yorkshire. Um, but that time in London, that ability to become myself and accept myself, um, yeah, I, th I think I've been able to bring that back here, and and um, and yeah, I feel and, and Hull has changed a lot, but I think most mostly I've changed. And um, what was well, it about like, London? If I can ask you, what was it about London where you felt like this is allowing me to be myself? I think it was diversity. I, th I think it was you know, I I grew up in a, a community that was very predominantly white, very predominantly on the surface heterosexual very um patriarchal i can't say that word but you, you know what i mean i never pronounce it right and it was like you know i i was in many ways sort of a pretentious snob you know i i'd be like walking through this council estate going to buy my copy of french vogue at my local news agents and then coming back with it as if i was some like cultured person um because I was you know I think I think I was I used I used to seek out the art galleries I used that's that's where I found my 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 ability to connect with other people um and and, it, and that just didn't exist in in my world and I think it, it was the lack of sort of real academic motivation and encouragement you know I didn't go to a particularly good school it was that there was really no social kind of progression encouraged 
by the school at all. And and I always knew that I'd find something better and it would be New York or London or one of the one of the big cities. And um and in the end it was London. And and then when I arrived, it was it's just so big. There was just so many people, so many languages. You know, you walk around and you you're on the tube, you just hear people talking lots of languages. You hear people who have just finished work at seven in the morning, whereas there's other people just going off to work. It was just these different lives crossing. And I think I think the London Underground or the New York subway or whatever is a really good kind of example of why I love that sort of life because it's just all these people all these connections sort of moving across each other like these veins of a of a city um and and this cross-section of humanity that exists there and um yeah I I feel that 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 did and I kind of feel that I I am a Londoner you know that's I feel that that is what I am or I'm a I'm a big city person even though I love the forest and the beach and the countryside well that's kind of how I felt when I moved to to San Francisco everything that you've just described about coming from a really you know kind of white heterosexual place and and even though I lived I mean Tübingen is a university town and Mm. it doesn't have you know a campus like all of Tübingen yeah. <laughs> is the university, but it's very small. And and then, you know, to go from there to a place like San Francisco, it was just, yeah. it, it was it was really amazing because everything that you've just described about so many different people, but the unique thing for me as well really was that it was so diverse and you you would think, you know, so here comes this kind of, and, and I say this deliberately, you know, this country pumpkin, you know, <laughs> and she's like, oh my God. It really, it, it didn't. It just felt so right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it was just so, so right. And it felt, I felt so I, like I could breathe. And that, that was really great. And I'm a very mm-hmm. academic person. I'm really interested in kind of thinking through things very carefully. And I do enjoy reading kind of theory books and, and all of that. But I also enjoy, again, coming back to this theme of exploration, like I really enjoy exploring things in, um, you know, kind of the real world. I mean, academia is the real world as well, but but you know what I mean. But it's experiencing it, isn't it? And um, and applying and, it. Yeah. And, and this and is what I enjoy. Yeah. And this is what I enjoy about doing research as well. So when I did my PhD, for example, which I did in London as well, so kind of moved on then from San Francisco but um, that's what I really enjoyed because at that time I was working in the heritage sector which through this contact with people um, and again this brings me back to identity which is why that really became a a topic of interest for me Um, I was working for example at Culloden Battlefield for the Mm. National Trust of Scotland and the fact that people from Australia Canada the United States would come to this place to explore their own, own identities like I was really intrigued by that, and it and it made me question some of the approaches in the heritage sector. So I was able to turn that into a research project through my PhD, and I really really enjoyed that. So I like this, you know, combination between theory and practice, if you will. And this was also the one thing that I kind of missed when I was in Germany at the time. You know, when I was at the University of Tübingen, a great university, you know, of, of great renown, but um, it was just very, the focus was absolutely on the theory. And I always felt there was questions that I wanted to ask, you know, things that I wanted to explore. And I remember I was doing this project, I might have told you this before, you know, on like the theory of uh, Lebenswelt and Alfred Schütz, life world theory, right? And applying that to an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Total Recall, right? Oh. <laughs> and, this, and it was 
brilliant because it was this kind of, you know, this is the theory. So how do you tell a story? What does that mean? You know, yeah. like storytelling, I'm always yeah. interested in and culture and heritage. Right? And I remember, so I was allowed to do this at the University of Turin, but I handed in my paper, right? And then my tutor was like, okay, this was great. But this was the last time that we can do this because the university will not accept this. And I kind of felt like, I'm so disappointed because yeah. I'm so excited. And then I went to San Francisco and I was able to do exactly this kind of work. And um, and and that's also, you know, why I think I felt such a, I had such a sense of liberation when, when I left Germany. And that just kind of continued, you know, and doing my PhD in London was just... I didn't live in London. I lived outside of London, then moved back to Scotland. But um, it, it was just great because it, it was it was very academic. So it really allowed me to ex explore that element. But it also was very practical. You know, it was really about you know I could go off on a tangent now with heritage, and that heritage is about people. One, one of my big interests is, is genealogy. That's another place where I think kind of heritage and identity hit together a little bit um, because. You know, you you explore these people who who maybe are relatives, or they maybe someone else's relatives. But you, you're experiencing bits of pockets of life, things that have happened through the the public records, and it, and and I just think to myself, and it's really interesting, but that doesn't tell us about them. Do you know what I mean? Like you you can say, oh, they were married on this date, they had their child christened on this date, they bought this house on this date, they had a shop on this date. That tells us lots of things about their roles. Mm -hmm. But what I wouldn't give for, um, you know, be able to Skype one of my dead ancestors and kind of chat to them. Skype, you know, here we are on on Zoom and I'm, I'm bringing up Skype. But um, yeah, I think I think, but that that thing around discovering my um, my identity involves looking backwards as well, you know, and and exploring those people who came before me, who through various choices in their life ended up with me being born mm -hmm. in Hall to my parents um, and living the life I've lived, you know, that, that so many people come before us and I'm really interested. I watched, uh, I think I told you about it. I watched a, um, a show on, I think it was on Netflix called The Seven Lives of Leah. Um, mm -hmm. And it's based on, on I think, a French book. Um, but it, it starts off a very kind of teenage typical, like, drama. But the, the essence of it, the kind of, the, the story, it's about um, how, you know, if everyone before us had have been able to live their lives in their, the true way, you know, their, their identity, to, to really be themselves and not have the restrictions of um race or sexuality or any of these things that we've had in our world if they were able to just embrace themselves how many of us wouldn't exist you know and it's it's quite interesting that kind of um and you you know you can get too deep into that but it was just it that was one of the things recently that really triggered my interest again in in kind of looking backwards looking forwards but kind of realizing that it comes down to who am i right now um and 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 what am I doing to sort of um, to help to be me and support other people and 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 that, you know that kind of and make those connections? Yeah, that was going off on a tangent. I apologise, but um, no, but I, I think I mean because I know of your interest and have you know followed it with great interest myself in genealogy and kind of you mm. finding out about your your you know family and answers. Yeah. Um, I find that. It just gives such depth 
from you know when I hear you talk about it to your experience mm. of who yeah. you are now and and you know with everything you know living in whole and kind of the connections that your family has to yeah. it, you know going on that journey to Germany um, I think that really adds to you know your life experience yeah and, I think so um, I, I I'm not that interested in my personal family genealogy mm. I have to say but what I am interested in is you know what you just described—the sense of all the people that have come before us—and yeah. and for me, that's not even—it's not kind of limited to where I'm from originally. So mm. you know, yeah, kind of this region of Germany. I come from the south of Germany, the Swabian Alps, um, or you know, Germany at large, or wherever. I'm just interested in wherever I am, wherever I live at the moment, and I do enjoy living in different places. You know, to connect with the people that have come before me mm. and connecting through heritage sites. I mean, yes. this, is, this is what I really like. So um, I always find that when I come to a new place, the first thing that I look out for, I mean, landscape is very obvious. So I, you know, like you, like I really enjoy being out in nature and that's kind of my, my first way of, you know, connecting with where I am and also finding my personal peace. I, I really yeah. need to be in the landscape. Um but after that, definitely a very close second is, you know, searching or seeking out the the heritage sites. Because yeah. I always feel, well, this is where it happened. You know, this is the traces that people have left. And and that means something to me. And I can't I can't quite describe it, but um it is kind of feeling this connection to I wanted to find out from you as well when I first approached you about um this idea for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it that made you feel like, well, let's find out more and let's maybe. Yeah, well, I think I think it was I think to start with, you you, you talked it was specifically around identity and wh- how, how people identify. And I think it was for me that that kind of the, the loaded um, thing that that word is. That, that intrigued me, but also because I was looking at how my identity has been formed by various experiences, by, by as we say, the people who came before me, um, and and how, how I've been privileged in many ways to be able to kind of find these parts of my identity and live them in, in ways that other people maybe haven't had that privilege, um, and in ways where, sadly, I, I wasn't able at different times to kind of to, to kind of embrace the, that identity I, I just I am genuinely interested in people and 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 I really feel that hearing other people and obviously it's us talking right now in this this conversation about about us and and um and that's really interesting but I'm really really looking forward to hearing other people and talk about how their identity was formed or how it's still forming or or the struggles they've had with that. And then expanding on that in our conversations, we've moved to this idea of how those identities then find connectivity and, and become connected with, with place and other people and environment. And um, and that that sort of journey is, is something that I'm just really interested in because I, I think I am nosy, but I think I'm just, I am inquisitive. I, I like, I genuinely, as, as a writer, I like to, hear people's lives I, I really do and um and, and where they've traveled and and who they traveled with and and all, all of these things it's kind of the same for me because I'm really looking forward to talking with lots of different people and kind of hearing different life stories and finding out who somebody who has a completely different mm-hmm. background from me you know what what they feel you know they feel yeah. connected to and and what shapes their identities and kind of how they how they look at the world so yeah I'm really excited 